Driving it home with Patty Vasquez, Patty Vasquez. From global conflicts to greenhouse gases, the folks refusing to wear masks says, and politicians getting caught grabbing asses says, she's driving it home with Patty Vasquez. Whew, man, I, uh, I'm happy to be home. Had a great weekend in Cleveland performing at Hilarities. And uh, it was uh, it was just so much fun to be somewhere else. I was really so thrilled to be someplace that uh, was I stayed at a place called the Arcade. There's a Hyatt Regency there, and uh, sometimes when I'm on the road, I get the good fortune of working at clubs that put comedians up in uh, nice hotels, and this was one of those weekends. The Arcade is uh, one of the first malls in the United States. There's one that predates it. Apparently, there used to be some debate as to whether or not the Arcade was first, but when you go in there, it's amazing because it was built in 1890 uh, with a lot of uh, money from very wealthy uh, invested interests, including the Rockefellers. And uh, Thomas Edison actually had an office there on the first floor, which was pretty cool. And uh, so now most of the mall, all the retail spots are pretty much empty. Uh, there used to be a few little restaurants there, but those uh, closed during the pandemic. So it's a, it's a little like it's kind of um, sad in the sense that you could see uh, the potential now uh, for some really vibrant storefronts there. There's some galleries and uh, there's a little coffee shop that's part of the hotel as well, a nice little restaurant. It is a stunning architectural uh, feat uh, when you think about it. And uh, and even now, I mean, there's just the detail all over. For, and I always, I was there for four days and I, I know that I didn't even come close to scratching the surface of the, the remarkable elements of the arcade in Cleveland. And they have several areas like that. There's a couple of uh, similar smaller malls it, it just like a, across the street. There's more shops and barbershops and cafes. I actually ate at a place called Abby's Diner. Oh, so good. I, I swear, the best. And I don't like hash usually because it's usually kind of like you know shredded potatoes and they're a little over crispy this uh i wanted to go back so badly but i was like i can't uh eat that many hash browns in one weekend so if you get a chance and you happen to be in cleveland i highly recommend stopping at the uh the arcade if you can't stay at the hyatt or you're just driving through town a really beautiful spot and then i spent some time at the cleveland museum of art which is uh, free to the public and really a beautiful place as well. Uh, you know, it, it's it's important to go places and take in uh, not just the local, you know, tastes of things. Uh, I also ate at a very, I did stop at a very fancy schmancy um, restaurant called the Marble Room, and uh, had some oysters and a martini. Um, and and it's so funny because they were like, oh, you went to the fancy place. To be honest, it like the prices at that fancy place were pretty much the same as a, as a decent restaurant in Chicago. So I didn't feel too over the top or like that I was overindulging. But uh, on top of that, really incredible audiences. When you uh, when you've been doing stand up comedy for a long time, I've been doing stand up for over twenty five years, and uh, I I don't get out as much as I do. Uh, comics, we need to be on stage constantly, consistently, uh, you know, forming new material. And Kevin Bozeman, who is an extraordinary comedian, uh, saw me a few months ago, and he yelled at me across uh, the <laughs> the lobby of the venue we were at, and said, uh, "I'm taking you to Cleveland." 
and, and bring a notebook. And he felt that I needed a little bit of a kick in the butt to uh, start writing new material that reflected who I am rather than the uh, material that I've been doing for some time. And uh, I just I have an act. I created an act and I and I do it. It's uh, um, something that I guess is, has been just comfortable. And um, since I'm not out there enough to work on and craft new material, uh, it is uh, it's it was a nice weekend to get away and try something new. And uh, I had never been to hilarities. If again this and by the way. Not just a great comedy club, but a venue had uh, all these different um, floors of entertainment. There was an area where they had uh, they have like a, a cabaret. They have a place where they do sort of a, a dinner theater. The comedy club, I, honestly, I think one of the best in the country. And uh, I can't wait to go back there again. Hopefully, and hopefully, I'll be able to figure out the time zones. Uh, the other thing that happened, uh, I, I scheduled this all uh, a few weeks ago, and then. Uh, I, you know, I said, hey, yeah, we're doing that health panel. Can't wait to be a part of it with Santita Jackson and with Jonas Bazito and all these great guests that we have. And uh, did, I did some of the uh, rehearsal. And we, we, you know, talked about what the different segments were going to be. I get to Cleveland on Thursday and... All, as soon as I'm on the plane, actually, I realize every like some of the mistakes I was already making um, because my schedule got absolutely uh, blown up by the fact that I was on the Eastern uh, Eastern Standard Time and and I couldn't I just couldn't do the math. I didn't do it beforehand. I didn't do it in the moment correctly. Uh, screwed up the entire uh, the panel. For, <laughs> and so if you heard my interview with Matt Martin last Thursday, it's because we rebroadcast an interview. I felt was a little evergreen, meaning it still has a, not only is it an important conversation and uh, and, uh, has, you know, relevance, it's, uh, I know that there are legislators that are talking about uh, ranked choice voting, both in Springfield and we have City Hall talking about it as well. So I felt that was the best replay we could do. Now, I do want to let folks know, because I know that Adam Selzer has been posting about it. Uh, Adam was on uh, Friday. I joined him for half an hour because my show in Cleveland started at 7, which would be 6 o'clock Chicago time. I'm still working it out in my head how I screwed it up so badly. <laughs> but uh, but Adam was uh, was hosting for me on Friday. He had a guest in the studio, and uh, he has uh, tested positive for COVID. He's being very uh, upfront about that. He was uh, he said he was feeling a little bit uh, tired and run down on Friday, woke up and took a test. He has very mild symptoms, um, but he is, and I have informed everyone that was in studio with him that he has tested positive. So I hope that everyone is well. Um, he is vaccinated and boosted and has been very careful. And uh, and the, the list of people who have been able to go the last three years now without testing positive gets uh, shorter and shorter. So I... Um, I felt really, I felt awful that not only was I not in the studio, but uh, possibly exposed folks uh, to COVID. But everyone here, we all mask up here. Uh, we all are as vigilant as we po- as as much as we possibly can. So it was, uh, it was <laughs> just. I was like, you know what? Can I? Am I not? I just, I apparently. I should not leave town. I don't want bad things to happen, but it's not that bad things don't happen while I'm here, too. So uh, I hope that uh, everyone had a, a great weekend. I know there's a lot going on, a lot of folks talking about the Academy Awards. Uh, very excited to see some of the show. Uh, the performances that I, I caught were great. I don't watch the Academy Awards 
as much as I used to. Um, just I, I, I like catching the highlights of it, and uh, I was quite pleased to see some of the wonderful speeches given by the recipients of the Academy Awards. One of the things that bothered me were uh, the award winners who maybe, let's say, short film or for uh, makeup and hair and things like that. Like one person would talk, and then you could see somebody so excited to get to the microphone and give their speech, and the music started playing. And my husband said that the the first speakers, we saw several, uh, he said they, they took too much time up. And uh, I just, you would think that they would be as, I mean, Brandon Fraser's speech was pretty quick. I think his was probably shorter than some of the folks that uh, that won for hair and makeup or wardrobe. Uh, but what a delightful night for uh, for Michelle Yeoh, for uh, Brandon Fraser, for the, everyone involved with everything, everywhere, all at once. I know there's so many conversations about people who just hate everything, everywhere, all at once. I really, I, I, I like I like the movie. I, I, I enjoyed it tremendously. But it was also a great night of of comebacks. Uh, Ki Hui Kwan, who won the Best Supporting Actor for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. And I'm sure I'm not saying his name correctly, but uh, I was, uh, man, what an incredible um journey he's been on from, uh, he talked in his speech about being a refugee, living in a refugee camp for a year. And uh, and then you know becoming an, an actor, and uh, at a very young age, as uh, many of you probably know from uh, from Temple of Doom, Indiana Jones Temple of Doom, short round, and Goonies, which I have never seen. Goonies, my husband, he's, <laughs> I feel like my husband and I had that conversation before, but no, I had never seen Goonies. And there's also a lovely twi- a Twitter, a Twitter, Twitter, Twitter post from Polly Shore of all people who was in the film Encino Man, which happened to have both Brandon Fraser and uh, Ki Huang Kwan. And it was very, it was a very sweet uh, post about them both winning and Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, so I just, uh, I, I enjoyed some of it. I just didn't watch, I, I just didn't watch the whole thing. I was hanging out with my family and they're not Academy Awards folks. And if you don't have someone to watch it with, um, it's not as much fun. So I know I know that we had our friend Terry Cosgrove tell us last week, like it's like his Super Bowl of the year, and he had a big party. So let me know if you watch that. But of course, there's a lot of great uh, stories to talk about. Well, I don't know about great. There's a lot to talk about. Uh, there's so many things. I don't even know where to begin. I feel like not having been here for a few days, uh, I don't know if I should go back and talk about Dan. You haven't seen Goonies either? My friend Dan Zielkowski, who uh, I'm also saying his name incorrectly, I'm sure, just texted me that he also has not seen Goonies. Well, there you go. Now we know we have to go see Goonies. Uh, someone somewhere, please uh, get it on a big screen so we can see that one. But um, I I kind of I want to talk about so many things. What do you what do you guys want to talk about? Do you want to talk about the uh, Silicon Valley Bank? Um whether it's just the idea of it, it uh, collapsing and what's that related to. I know there's arguments out there that it's related to the, to Biden's economy and, and inflation. Well, if we're going to talk about the inflation uh, that wasn't created by, by the president of the United States, there's so many elements, whether it was trying to anticipate future uh, you know, market production and uh and whether it was uh, price gouging by big corporations who are taking advantage of of a situation that many people, you know, they, they, someone was comparing it to, well, you know, of course, big businesses are going to, um, you know, if, if the market will, it can handle it. If people are going to pay for goods, then why wouldn't they raise prices? And they compared it to selling a house in a good market. Well, of course, you're, if, if people are going to pay for that, people are going to pay for eggs and milk and buy gas because they have to. It's not the same thing. 
thing as saying, well, if you if you can get the money, you might as well. So a lot of folks talking about a lot of conservatives talking about how the uh, failure of this bank uh, is because of Joe Biden's economy. Okay, that's uh, that's one take, I guess. And of course, a lot of conservatives just salivating over the the prospect of a rush on the banks. And I'll tell you something: conservatives are Mr. Potter in "It's a Wonderful Life." And I don't know, I'm not saying that we are all Jimmy Stewart and saying, well, you know what? The reason we don't have your money right now is because we are helping someone invest in their futures. Your money is in your neighbor's house and in your neighbor's businesses and making sure that we have schools and access to health care because we don't want everything to be uh, turned over to chaos and mayhem. But man, the conservatives were all like, oh, there's going to be a rush in the banks because they were encouraging people to go to the banks and take out all their money. Um, yeah. It's a complete madness. Uh, give me a call, 773-763-9278. What topics are on your mind? Uh, is it uh, uh, Bobbitt, Bobert? How do you say her name? Lauren Bobert, who announced that her 17-year-old son is going to be a father next month. She was talking about how she doesn't think that uh, f- that comprehensive sex education should be taught in schools. And then in the next sentence, and then in the next sentence, she says, and I'm going to be a grandmother next month month. And when people asked her how old the mom was, she goes, well, she's over 14. Well, that's not a baseline. That's not where you, that's not a starting point for your your son is now going to have a child with a girl. And then she said that uh, she's so proud of them because they've, they've decided to keep the baby because, uh, you know, in rural areas, you know, because we because we're such good Christians, we don't we don't you know, they don't go get abortions as much as they do in the cities because they don't have access. Access to abortion, but that shouldn't be the first choice either. It should be that we teach kids, first of all, what it means to be emotionally available to having sex with somebody in the first place, because a lot of times... Kids feel pressured to have sex because their friends are or girls. I know from my point of view, for me, it was, well, if I don't if I don't do this or that, maybe he won't like me anymore. Um, It was I just so many things is so wrong. And she's proud of being a grandmother. She's 36. And by the way, she was 17 when she had her first child, making her mother a grandmother when her mother was 36. And someone said, maybe it's hereditary. No, it's really not. It's stupidity. You know what? It's fixable. Let me take a break here because I am already yelling and it's only 518. More in a moment on WCPT 820 Heartland Signal. Need to driving it home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. I am getting all kinds of information. I'm trying to decide what order to take this in. Uh, texts and all kinds of things. Uh, hold on a second. Oh, the most important text, and, and not to, to diminish uh, any Goonies information or talking about uh, deregulation of banks, uh, but I do want to mention, by the way, let's see what the word, oh, I know what the word is going to be. So for your chance to win, again, some of Sam's famous salsa, some fresh salsa to be delivered to you. Uh, I have two more because I was off last week. I have 
more salsa to give away. It's a gift package from our good friends at Sam's Famous Salsa. You can go to samsfavoritesalsa.com. Uh, we had Sam Dirt in last week and just a really remarkable man who uh, has started this wonderful company locally. And uh, we're, we were thrilled to meet him. So you can t- you can text Goonies to 773-763-9278. Again, it's Goonies to 773-763-9278. And uh, that's for your chance to win a fresh batch of uh, some Sam's Famous Salsa. By the way, let me get to these texts real quick, and then I I do have a Goonies update for everybody. Uh, We were talking about the banks. So if there's a... If there's a rush on a bank, they won't be able to pay out, and people don't understand that. Yeah, I don't know why people – it is – it's fascinating to me. And then another texter says, um, who I'm possibly married to, let's pretend it wasn't helped along by Republican deregu- deregulation after big contributions. Yes, there's a, there was a lot of lobbying to get that done. Uh, and I also have an update from uh, our producer, Paul, who says that Goonies – by the way, Dan, if you're listening, get a pen – You'll remember this. Goonies is playing on Monday at the Paramount Theater in Aurora. I can't believe it's on Monday at 7. I am so excited. I'm excited for people who can go see that. So, uh, folks, if you want to go see uh, now Academy Award winner for Best Supporting Actor, Kihua Hui Kong. See, I'm going to get this wrong. Let's get a good pronunciation of this, too. Because I feel terrible for not being able to say K. Hue Quan, who uh, is a Vietnamese actor who just won last night for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Best Supporting Actor, Jamie Lee Curtis. A lot of people talking today about Angela Bassett uh, not applauding for her. I, I uh, Look, it's, uh, it's a lot of stress being in the front row, a lot of pressure. Um, but folks notice that uh, that as well. Anyway, 773-763-9278. Is this still happening? Jim, are we still at war? Are we going to go to war with Mexico? Is that is that the deal? I, I think Pancho, I think the son, the grandson of Pancho Villa and Zapata are, are on the border waiting for us to come, you know. And don't worry, I'll give us all, too. We do invade. When are you going out of the night, Patty? Next Monday? or what? The- I'm, going, I'm going in for surgery on Thursday, this Thursday. So I will be off okay. uh, Thursday, Friday, and Monday. Next Monday, I will be off recovering. I'm having a preemptive and what was that? Go ahead. No, I was going to say, the best of luck, of course. Anyway, go ahead, dear. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, not at all. So you, but you were calling about the Mexican. So are we? Are they still calling no, no, for a war mean, because well, of the... Yes, go ahead. Well, yeah, yeah well, Bill Barr, in his, his brilliant uh, dissertation today in the Republican Party, said, let's invade Mexico and take down the drug cartels of the American army. And actually, the president of Mexico said, are you insane or what? Now, this is fentanyl, dear. Uh, yes. can be made, you know, fentanyl can be made anywhere in the country. Take meth. Have you ever meth? Meth, you know, that meth was, when I was a kid, the, the motorcycle gang sold meth. And depending on the grade of the meth, if it was real good meth, they would get addicted to it because it was hard to beat. My brother was in a... Uh, in a rehab, and a couple of girls were in there, they were addicted at it. They called it ice, but it was like, you know, the high octane mess. And they only lasted a day. It was 30 grand for a month. Anyway, the point is, fentanyl yes. can be made even cheaper than that. It can be made anywhere in the world. All you got to do is Google it. It's only two ingredients, and it's enhancing all the drugs. It's like cocaine, they put it in all the pills now, because everybody wants that high, you know. <laughs> but... But my point is, that's not the point. The point is, why aren't we addressing our drug addicts in America? Yeah. Why are we addressing that problem? 
that's the real problem. It's an insatiable appetite for drugs. It always has been here. And, and, and we, we, don't, we never address it. They don't put, they spend any money about drug rehabilitation or education of drugs or maybe in the eighth grade, seventh, eighth grade, teach the kids, oh, here's what it does to you. You know, this is what it does to you and so on and so forth. No, I don't see any of that. No. I, in the meantime, yeah, go ahead. Jared. No, no, I, I don't see any. I mean, mostly I see finger pointing, uh, although the president of Mexico says here we do not produce fentanyl and we do not have consumption of fentanyl, which I, I think is an, uh, an awfully broad statement to make without any sense. Well, you know, be a lot of evidence. So, you know what's you know, so weird? The guys that do make fentanyl in Mexico have regular guys in the village that are hooked on it. Right? right, so they said they said, well, they there are there are experimenters because it's nice to get free. It's like getting a fix for free, so they'll take it and if it works good, well, this is pretty good stuff, and they you know it's good. But one of the guys was making the fentanyl. Listen to this: he's making the fentanyl and he breathes in oh. just a, a a small amount. He goes into a coma for eight days. Eight days. That's how dangerous it is just to make it. Wow. But. Yeah, so, but this drug is not going to go away, let's face it. In fact, there was a girl that OD'd that long ago. She was on the news, mm. and she they woke, her, they woke her up with Narcan. She says, oh, you dirty rats. Why would you do that? Why would you let me go? Why would you let me go? Uh, you know, we have to address that problem of our drug-addicted people in the United States, not attacking Mexico. <laughs> Mexico, of all the things to think of. Only the Republicans can dig that up. Well, can you imagine the army going yeah, into uh, Mexico with machine guns and all that stuff? I mean, I'm, and who, who, who's the drug cartel and who is the drug cartel? Anyway, Patty, go ahead. No, no, no the, president of, the president of Mexico, uh, uh, Andres Manuel Lopez, is saying that uh, it's our problem and that maybe uh, Americans are turning to drugs because of single family. I'm like, is he, he's talking about single parent families and maybe it's because of things like that. I'm like, oh, he's trying to appeal to the, the Republicans by saying that, jeez. Well, he's, probably, he's probably trying to diffuse it. You know, he's very, you know, because the Republicans are nuts enough to give it the O'Cal. I don't think they, they could ever get by Congress. I don't think, well, this Congress might do it, but they'd never get, you know, not going to send troops in the mix. <laughs> Kidding. They gotta be kidding. Because they never get rid of fentanyl. Fentanyl's the newest enhancement drug. I mean they're using it all over the place. Kids that are snorting cocaine have strips now. They just you know, before they snort it, they test it. You know, they test their pills and they test all their stuff because it'll kill you. You know, it will kill you. There's no way to uh, get around that. But the point is, is we've gotta we gotta educate people on, on, on drugs. If, if you wanna save your lives, that's where you do it. Anyway, good luck on uh, it's Monday, Pam, or yeah. Thursday you're going. Uh, on uh, on Thursday. On Thursday, yes. Yeah. And the recuperation period is about three or four days, huh? Well, it's a few days as far as like being able to get around, and I'm I'm hopeful that I'll be good by Tuesday. It apparently it takes about two to six weeks for full recovery, and uh, it could be. About- I can't imagine you. I can't imagine you staying down for three or four <laughs> days. Your husband, your husband, your husband's going to have to get some fentanyl to keep you down. Uh, it's, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to binge watch something. <laughs> All right, all right, Patty. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, let's see. Someone else texts. Uh, Patty, cocaine has been around for about a hundred years or more. Coca Cola used to put it in, yeah, in the soft drinks. 
and it was uh, in a lot of medicine. Well, that's the thing is, they're, and they're also using a lot of medicines to make the drugs. That, I mean, that's why you have uh, so many, um, you know, all the what, what do they put behind the, the glass now? All the stuff that like Sudafed and things like that. You have to have a driver's license if you have a sinus infection. It's a lot going right. It's Sudafed. It's Sudafed. I can't hear you from that. <laughs> oh man, poor Paul is like, <laughs> we need that. We need one of those connections where you can talk to me. Uh, so let me take a quick break here. Oh, you know what, Roosevelt? I'll take your call in a moment. I just want to address what uh, Jim was talking about. I don't know a um, a way to explain this except to be very upfront about the kind of surgery I'm having. Uh, although it, it's so weird because I'm having um, a mammoplasty reduction. And so when you say breast reduction, it, it leads to tithering by some people and, and some people get it. Um, it also, for women who have a dense breast, breast tissue, it can, uh, a study show that it can reduce our chances of breast cancer by 60%. Uh, that's not the biggest reason that I'm having it. I also have severe uh, back pain. I have uh, spinal cord issues that uh, my spinal surgeon said, let's go ahead and alleviate some of the strain on your shoulders and your neck by uh, by removing a lot of that dense tissue. So on Thursday, I'm going to have, and so this is so weird because I, I was talking to my friend over the weekend who's a, uh, the comic I was working with, Kevin Bozeman, and he kept, and it's hard because he kept looking. And I mean, like, like I said, you can't say you're having breast reduction without people looking and going, are they that big? I'm going to have between six and eight pounds of breast tissue removed. So yes, it is uh, significant. And uh, I have been, um, let's just say, I guess, uh, breast heavy since I was very young. I started wearing a bra when I was 10. I had a size D breasts by the time I was uh, a freshman in high school. And I was an athlete, and I uh, it cut my ability to train as hard as I might have wanted to uh, significantly. And uh, I just never, I, I, you know, swimming and softball. Uh, I was a gymnast when I was much younger, but I also stopped doing that because of balance issues. Uh, I, when I was 14, I was absolutely inconsolable. I was crying. Uh, I begged my mother for, for surgery. At the time, I was, you know, there were young girls that were getting uh, surgery, um, but it was not something that we really... Uh, looked much into because it seemed extreme at the time and a D cup wasn't that much but at 14 um, it was pretty, <laughs> felt significant because I only weighed 110 pounds and then uh, they my breasts continue to get bigger and uh, larger I do have uh, very large breasts it's so weird to say out loud so um I decided to wait until after I had children because it can cause complications with breastfeeding. Uh, one of the surgeons that I've spoken to said that uh, his his biggest demographics of uh, patients are either young athletes, young athletic women, or women who are uh, past the age of conception. So I am uh, now in postmenopause, which also weird to say. Um, I when I went in for my exam, the nurse said, uh, "What was the the uh, the last date the the first date day of your last period?" And I said. Uh, April 2020. And she goes, oh, I guess we don't have to ask anymore. No, you don't You don't have to ask that question anymore. So I am uh, going in for re- breast reduction uh, again because of a lot of pain. I have, uh, ting- I have numbness uh, through my shoulders down to my hands. Uh, I have a lot of back issues. And um, from what I understand, by the way, my surgeon said uh, he sleeps very well at night knowing that he makes a lot of women more comfortable and happier. And when he asked me uh, why I wanted to have the surgery, I said, because I just want to enjoy the second half of my life. Uh, I've never felt comfortable uh, being this curvy. 
and uh, it has led to a lot of, uh, you know, I was telling my husband this last night that uh, I ran into a friend of mine from grade school who I had had a crush on. This guy, this guy's name was Jeff. And uh, we were talking, we were laughing about it because he remembered that uh, I had had a crush on him. And he said, yeah, you and you and uh, Terry, Gosh, I, hope, I hope Terry's not listening. But uh, he said that uh, you, I knew you and Terry had a crush on me. And Jeff was really shy when we were in grade school. And he said that one of our classmates said, you should go out with Patty because she has big boobs. She's probably more experienced with sex. And to be honest with you, learning that, uh, it was so, um, I can't explain the the depths of pain, really, because I've been treated like that my entire life. I didn't realize that it went back all the way to when I was 12 years old, but I, I am often judged by how big my breasts are and uh i've always hated it uh, I've, i decided to make jokes about you know women using their bodies to get out of tickets and things like that um but i was always a tomboy uh but getting attention because i, I they used to call me a baboon butt in uh, grade school because i was out of balance so i would kind of walk weird and uh so yeah so uh, now at the age of uh, 51 uh, by the way, it's approved by my. It's so severe that my uh, my insurance company has approved full coverage of the surgery, and I want women to know uh, anyone who has uh, the need for mammoplasty uh, reduction. It is uh, something that it not only improves your health and your well-being, uh, it is something that in Illinois, uh, Representative Stephanie Kifwit has worked to make sure that uh, you do have the opportunity to have insurance coverage for that. And that was legislation that just went into uh, effect this year. So if you run into a situation where your insurance company is pushing back, and I'll tell you, the first denial was, uh, has she tried better lotion? <laughs> It's like lotions because apparently some women do have rashes and things like that. Uh, we did not have that as an issue. And then, and I'm not kidding you, it said, I have the letter. It says, has she tried a better bra? No, in 35 years, it never occurred to me that maybe I should try something with elastic and wiring or something. If I could have a harness to just slide me through every room and through life and just carry the weight. Yeah, believe me, I would have tried that. Has she tried a better bra? Anyway, so we, we did uh, finally get approved for full coverage. And now I've I've told you way too much about that. And uh, oddly enough, that was Tata's Tacos calling. So let me call her back. Let me take a break. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. More in a moment on WCPT 820, Heartland Signal. Patty Vasquez is taking your calls now at 773-763-9278. Driving it home with Patty Vasquez now on WCPT 820. By the way, you know what goes wonderfully with some progressive beer or choice seltzer would be some Sam's Famous Salsa and some great chips. Uh, I believe he had the Durango chips were the ones he brought in studio. So text Goonies, like the movie Goonies, to 773-763-9278. Again, that number is 773-763-9278 for your chance to win a wonderful package, a gift package from Sam's Famous Salsa. We are celebrating the Academy Award uh, celebration. We're celebrating with the wonderful Ki Hui Kwan, who won for Best Supporting Actor last night. And I've never seen the movie, so it's a reason for me to remember that I should see Goonies at some point. Uh, maybe with my family. Roosevelt's on the line. Hey, Roosevelt, what's on your mind, my friend? Patty, thank you for taking my call. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank and you. And I love you, man. You, you're a great person, man. I don't know. I'm going to echo Dave's uh, words. Word for word. I don't know how you do it. Oh. You're exactly 
We're jack of all trades and an expert at all trades. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. I, I know a little bit of a lot of things. I don't know that I'm an expert on any one thing in particular. I, don't know if you know, I think you know a lot. <laughs> Put it that way. All right. Give you my props. But uh, I wanted to talk about this subject, and I hope you give me at least a minute. Okay. Okay. First of all, I've been meaning to say this on this station that about two weeks ago, I was invited to my son's house. And he loves the UFC fights. Okay. Are you familiar? Do you yes. watch those fights? Yes. They're very bloody. Are they MMA? Are they? Is UFC like mixed martial arts, or is it like they're not the ones in the domes, like the cages? Are they? Kicking and put it this way: it's a mixture of uh, martial arts, boxing, and submission, like wrestling, when you submit. Okay. So. About about two weeks ago, we had the first Mexican champ in the history of UFC, Alexa Grasso. I'm having trouble. I'm having trouble hearing you. What was that? I said the Alexa, my, um, you know, oh, her I see. name is Alexa, the girl. So my Alexa, when I'm listening to you on Alexa... Uh, Yes, it's interrupting you. Go ahead. All right, focus. We'll focus together. Go ahead. So she beat Shevchenko. I think her last name is Shevchenko, and I think she was from Poland, but she has like a a Russian last name. And and it's very, like I said, very bloody. He's got me into it. I'm old-fashioned. I like boxing. I like Muhammad Ali and all those those boxing. But um, I wanted to mention that for the longest time, uh, and I wanted to mention while I'm, when you're in the subject of Mexico, we're going to war with Mexico. Yesterday, Mexico beat the USA in baseball. They got this thing going on now where all these different countries that have their own teams, Great Britain, Italy, Israel, and it's called World Classic Baseball. I don't know if you're familiar. But Mexico beat the United States yesterday, 11 to 5. And some of the guys that play on the U.S., and I believe there's professional, all these guys, I believe, are professional players. Because you have, um, the guy used to be a Cub, uh, uh, he hit a home run two days ago, and he beat great, they beat Great Britain. So I don't know if anybody else is familiar with that, uh, with that baseball thing. But as far as Mexico is concerned, who's the one that said that? I believe uh, Taylor Green said that we should go to war with Mexico because of what happened. Well, Lindsey Graham, Lindsey Graham is calling for uh, the Mexican, the American government to get involved with the drug cartels and send agents in. Yep. Yeah, I'm sure a bunch of them are, are calling for. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> any reason to say that we should didn't uh, and Trump wanted to go to war with them, too, didn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. And, and shortly, I wanted to also mention this subject you picked up on Boulder, the hypocrisy. Ugh. Yeah. And I, wanted to, and I wanted to add on to that, because let's not forget, Palin did the same little... Yes! Remember all this stuff? And, they, and then her daughter was touring and getting all this money, and then she got pregnant? And she said that, um, I believe at the time they were saying that that their beliefs is what, is what works, you know? In other words, not having sex works. 
know? Yeah, that's what works. Guess what? Guess how? Yeah, that's that's exactly right. And yeah, also, and, 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 it works. It works to not get pregnant. It works to not get uh, s- some sort of a disease. It works for your mental health if, as a, at a young age to have some, you know, to have to have some respect for your own body and understand what it means to be intimate with somebody. You know, all those mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And, and, and briefly, again, I cannot believe that she's happy and uh, you know and, and cheerful about being a grandma at the age of thirty-seven. That's you know what I'm saying? Would you be happy that your kid, that you're going to be grandma at 70, at, at 36? We were looking at my son yeah. today at, who's 19, and we were like, and he's almost 20, which means it would be as though he had a three year old right now. I mean, I can't, I mean, what? Mm-hmm. He can't even he, he can't even load the dishwasher, and we're gonna he's gonna have a <laughs> Sorry, sweetie, if you're listening, it's just I, I'm not I can't load the dishwasher to be fair either. But hey, man, you know these kids need a lot of work. My kids, yeah, they don't know a lot of stuff. They're, they're all green. It's different times, Patty. We used to we used to learn real, real quick. Well, I I'm older than you. I shouldn't say we. That's okay. I'm way older than you. I don't know about way older. But, uh, but I wanted to touch those subjects because, uh, you know, it, it's so hypocritical of them, you know. To, and you, you said it right. You hit the nail right on the head, everything you said as far as uh, abstinence and all that stuff. Because that's what uh, Taylor was peddling, you know, abstinence and her daughter. And her. What happened to uh, did, did her daughter get married to the, to the guy? Or I, I don't remember. I'm sorry, what was that? Did her daughter get married to the guy that, I believe she's got like two or three kids now by now, but did she get married or you, no? You're talking about Sarah Palin's daughter now? Yeah. Yeah, I think, I, I, yeah, I, I've lost track of their family drama over the last few years. You know, my concern was whether or not she was going to be in office again. And look, that's the, up to the people of Alaska, and they made a choice. Thank you to rank, cho- rank choice voting. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. funny. So, Patty, look what we got. We got 10 times worse. We got I know. And we got Green. Yeah. I mean, come on. All right, I'm going to let you go because I took up a lot of your time. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's all right. Now you got me. Now you, have, a good, have a great evening. I, free, I appreciate it, Roosevelt. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. And I here. Let me see if uh, I'm sure. I, I Yeah, I really stopped uh, paying any attention to uh, uh, Sarah Palin welcomes eighth grandchild as Willow gives birth to uh, uh I don't know. There's, I yeah. I can't. By the way, she's 58 and she has eight grandchildren. <laughs> hey, look, I get it. If that's if that's the the way you want to live your life, and and I am not I'm not judging. I hey, I became an aunt when I was seven. There's all kinds of crazy stuff out there. Not crazy. There's all different ways to live our lives and have our families. Um, but it's different when you are someone in a position of power, and not just where you make decisions about what our kids can and can't learn, uh, but then also put targets on people's backs and say that, you know, you're part of, of, of a party, of a group that says that transgender ideology needs to be eradicated, which is the is a language of fascism. It's a language of hatred and it's a language of violence to say you have to eradicate an entire an entire group of people. And that's why we saw in Colorado 
someone roll up on a bar that has drag brunches and welcomes the LGD, LGTQ plus community and have someone murder people. And now you want to talk about how proud you are that your children are having children. I mean, ch- kids. When she said that, her, that the, the baby mama was uh, over 14, like, don't worry. She's oh, there's nothing to worry about. She's over 14. She what? How is that? How is that the baseline? How is that the bare minimum? But she's not. It's not like she, it's not like she was in eighth grade or something. I mean, come on. She's at least a freshman in high school. Oh my god, that's so crazy. It's just I can't even. All right, let's take a break here. Seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight. I'm sure we'll go over this with uh, Scott Santis after six as well. More in a moment on WCPT eight twenty Heartland Signal. On January 6, 2021, followers of Trump and something called QAnon attempted a coup at the United States Capitol. Who are these people? I want to live with the QAnon girl. I could be happy the rest of my life with a QAnon girl. That is QAnon Girl by our good friend Steve Goody, who joins us. Uh, remember earlier in the show... Uh, when I was saying, Paul, that uh, uh, my everything fell out of my head last week, well, I, I continue to do it. I, I messaged Steve Goody at 10 to 5. I said, hey, you want to come on the show at 5.30? And then I proceeded to completely forget that I did that. So here's Steve Goody. <laughs> Hi. Oh, my God. Who are you again? Oh, my God. I don't know what's happening. Hey, Steve. Did I win tickets to see Van Halen? uh, What's going on? You know, this is a, well, here, and and Paul will will verify this. As I was finishing up a story at 530, my phone rang, and it was our friend Tata's, uh, Marcy from Tata's Tacos. Uh, She was calling to tell me that now the permit went through, and I know we were trying to get a show together for last Thursday. Fantastic. So now we're all set. She's going to be having uh, live comedy, trivia nights, and live music. And so now for sure, Steve, for sure, whenever you come okay. through town, I've got a venue for you. Okay? I apologize. Okay. May, early May. We'll talk about dates, but I definitely need some, a few things if we can in early yes. May. Yes, yes, Definitely, Definitely tatas okay. and then something else. Yes. Okay. So we're good. Right. And, then, right. and then tonight we have, tell folks what we have going on tonight on online. Wait. We have the Virtual Comedy Show at 9 p.m. Central at www.virtualcomedyshow.com. It's free. Woohoo! Yeah. I, I, I brought this bell our, just for that. <laughs> I believe it's our 148th episode. Wow. And I've been on probably 130, I want to say, something like that, somewhere around something there. Something like that. Yes. Yeah, you came on board early. I, I have a I have a surprise for you. I uh, I, I I'm yeah. I'm putting notes together to actually uh, have a structure to my uh, segment tonight. So no. Yes. Although I might go on a rant. Now anyway. I'm going to have to do that. <laughs> I might go on I a need rant. This pressure, Patty. I, I might go on a rant anyway. Can I tell you? I did so. Okay. Let folks know. Uh, they so the good the, my good friends Bradley Tassel and Steve Goody invited me uh, over 130 shows ago uh, to their virtual comedy <laughs> show. And uh, after I did my first gig, they said, "Hey, would you want to be kind of a regular?" And I said, "Well, I do this thing called a patty melt where I just go on a rant, but I don't often prepare it. Uh, so I want to thank you for giving me uh, the space to do that. But now I realize I should probably lock myself down and start doing uh, like sets." <laughs> Whatever you want to do, it's always funny. 
Well, I appreciate that because I, uh, I we don't care. I, I I realize that my rage is right at the surface, and uh, and I probably need to find ways to manage that a little bit. So, uh, having traveled this weekend, I found it flaring up a little bit. So, uh, so yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> are you driving? Are you on route somewhere? I know you've been traveling. Where are you headed? Yeah, I'm on my way back from Minneapolis. Left um, last night at 6 p.m. Stopped in Chicago, got some sleep, and hit the road again today at nine. And I'm now 15 minutes from my house in Nashville. Oh my god. <laughs> so, how was Minnesota? It was great. It was at a nerd fest called MarsCon and has a comedy music thing for the past twenty years. And of course, we took we went online for the for a couple of years there. For some reason, I can't remember something happened in twenty twenty or twenty twenty one. I don't know why we didn't do it. Yeah. But anyway, it was nice to see everybody again, and we had some fun times. We also mourned the loss of a couple of comedy music icons. Oh, Robert. Yeah, Robert Hamer, the half of Barnes and Barnes, and also Jerry Matthews, better known as Napoleon the Fourteenth. I'm sorry, what did I say? <laughs> uh, did I, Jerry? Jerry Mathers. Yeah, the Beaver died. No, Jerry Samuels, Jerry better Samuels. known as Napoleon the Fourteenth, ah. who did. Uh, I'm, they're coming to take me away. Ha ha! Probably the number one uh, novelty song of all time. I was going to say. Away over the weekend. That sounds familiar. Oh my God! Oh well, it's yeah. nice that you guys were able to gather and pay tribute. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So it's very fun and very sad and then very fun and then very sad. And you make your home in Nashville uh, by choice, uh-huh. which is it's a, it's a great town. Yeah. Uh, but a little bit. Uh, so, I mean, did you feel uh, as far as like, you know, the comfort level of material? Were you doing political humor or was it more uh, a lot of more of your satire? No. no, I was doing neither of those things. I was doing the quote unquote premiere of my tribute to Weird Al and Daniel Radcliffe, which I've talked about a little bit on the virtual comedy show. Um, I've been working on that to take to Edinburgh, but for the past several months, I've been planning to premiere it there at MarsCon in front of a bunch of Weird Al fans, and it went pretty well. Yay. Um, I've got I've got animated versions of Al and Daniel on the screen, and I chat with them, and it's funny. Um, they got their parts exactly right. I made a bunch of mistakes myself, uh, so <laughs> it was a little bit not what I meant it to be, but it still worked quite well, and I'm looking forward to getting it right tomorrow. I'm doing it in a Mexican restaurant here in Nashville called Agaves, if anybody's in the neighborhood. At 7 p.m. tomorrow. I'm going to get it right if it kills me. Oh, dear. Well, let's, let's not fun. let that happen. No, it's not. Uh, okay, without I mean, the killing of anybody, yes. Without the, yeah. Sacrifice is one thing in the arts, but the ultimate sacrifice is not that. I, I mean, I know. I know yeah, that idea. Well. I, I know having something, the concept of what you want to do, and you keep going at it, uh, but you'll get there. We, I, have, I have faith in you, Thanks. and I know you're brilliant. So it'll be great. I appreciate it. It's it's a tricky one because in this show, I, there's parts of it that are scripted that I make mistakes on the accordion because I'm new at the accordion. But if I'm making actual mistakes, it's really hard for the audience to tell which things are real mistakes and which ones are ones they're supposed to laugh at and still have confidence in me. So um, if I don't get it right, it really does fall apart. <laughs> so I will start getting it right very soon. Well, you, you can forgive yourself. I know that you're also hard on yourself, and you are a masterful musician and writer, performer. Uh, you're also a perfectionist, which is, but you're a kind perfectionist. Like, there are rough perfectionists, and you are very kind. You're, you're a very gentle perfectionist. That sounded weird, but th- there it is. Aw, shucks. Thanks. <laughs> I'm going to send you some flowers. That's okay. You don't have to do that. Cookies. Cookies are good. Just tease them. <laughs> 
But uh, for tonight, okay. have you? Uh, do you have a, a, a any? Uh, I know that Brad's going now. So for folks who haven't watched the uh, virtual comedy show, you can go to virtualcomedyshow dot com. Show starts at nine central, and uh, Brad starts with a topical, a monologue that's filled with all kinds of current events. I'm sure that we'll be hearing about the Academy Awards. Uh, let's see, Lauren Boebert. I'm going to guess uh, the failing bank Probably. in Silicon Valley. Uh, Trump's uh, the say, saying that he would not appear for the uh, uh, subpoena for the grand jury in New York for the Stormy Daniels case. What, what are your what are you betting on for the topics he'll cover? All of those and probably talk about uh, snow. <laughs> That's my guess. Why? Why? Oh, because California? The weather... No, the weather just usually gets in there somewhere. <laughs> or maybe that's me, because I was just in Minneapolis and it was snowing. What have you? Sometimes I can't. I can't tell where Brad ends and I begin. <laughs> so, what are some of the topics you're covering are you, uh, for your top ten list? Uh, I believe the top ten list is the top ten differences when it snows in Minneapolis versus Nashville, and there are some significant differences. <laughs> was it uh, so? How much snow were you getting in Minneapolis? We um, there was. Depending on where you were, there are several inches on the ground, and it was in the twenties. Yeah, we we so. we're still getting some flurries, but it was a remarkably wonderful, the kind of mild winter here. It was I've, I've really enjoyed yeah. it. Well, I was I was just there last night and this morning, so I saw what you got. Yeah, and it was in the mid thirties this morning, so it was all melty. Yep. It's uh, it well. Look, we the the difference is that obviously uh, Tennesseans are not uh, as accustomed to the heavy snowfall as we are here in Illinois or Minnesota. But have you seen in California call, something called the the atmospheric river? No. <laughs> What's that? Well, no, they're having massive, and I shouldn't laugh because it's absolutely devastating to a lot of uh, families. But it's a, it's a uh, they're they're having so much uh, flooding there that they're calling it an atmospheric oh. river. Yeah, the forecast is bringing more rain and snow. I think it's sort of this convergence of uh, different storm fronts that are bringing them heavy rainfall and snow. So it's uh yeah wow. overwhelming them. That's bad. Yeah, here here we yeah. go. Atmospheric rivers form when a long channel of wind transports water vapor from the tropics, and they produce heavy rain or snow when they make landfall. There we go. There's your specific definition. Good. <laughs> okay. Yep. That sucks. That does suck. So there you go. Now now I'm gonna make you add something to your top. T- <laughs> I'm Dang, teasing. I'll see what I can no, do. no, no. I'm just teasing. <laughs> where uh, where are you performing? So you've got a show tomorrow tonight at the Agave, you said, tomorrow night in Nashville? Uh-huh. Yep. And what else you got yep. lined up? Well, Wednesday I am packing to begin my tour, which starts on Thursday. I will be in Huntsville, Alabama Thursday. I'll be outside of Memphis, Tennessee on Friday. I'll be outside of Atlanta on Saturday. I'll be in Asheville, North Carolina on Sunday. And then the following week I got a bunch of dates in Florida. This mostly house concerts, but a couple of theaters and things of that sort. And it can, the whole tour schedule can be found at stevegoody.com. Outstanding. Well, I'm sorry I, I, that I screwed up and, and called you later than I intended. Always great to catch up with That's you, okay. and we'll, we will have more Mondays together. Sound good? Yay. Yeah, I'll see you in a couple hours. All right. I will see you in a couple hours. Be safe, my friend. Okay. Take care. Thank you, too. Thank you. Again, that's Bye. the uh, musician-songwriter that you hear every single show opening tune. And by the way, Steve, I get a lot of compliments on that. Sh- I'm getting requests, but I'm going to tell them that you are going to be charging for uh, people who want a theme song, by the way. I'm- so I'll, I'll put yeah, that. Cool. <laughs> Say, yeah. Yes, thank you, Steve. <laughs> so go to stevegoody.com, G-O-O-D-I-E. More in a moment. Scott Santos will join us after this on WCPT 820 Heartland Signal. You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Baskin on WCPT 820.
Thank you for hanging out with us here as we drive it home until 7. Uh, we want to welcome our Monday regular. It's uh, Scott Stantis, the political, car- the political cartoonist for the Chicago Tribune, joins us. Hi, Scott. How are you doing? Let's see if I wait. Let me make sure I have you. Wait there and there. Hi. I'm still great. Yes. Am I great? <laughs> you are great. I'm great. We can hear how great you are. Excellent. I'm, no, I'm, I am doing great. Yes. How are you? I'm good. I, uh, I, I, was, uh, I did tell the audience how discombobulated I was uh, when I, as soon as I left town, I realized what kind of chaos I left behind me and what kind of chaos I was continuing <laughs> oh, to create. And uh, it continues till today. And, uh, and I did tell the audience as well that I'm going in for breast reduction on Thursday. And I got a really thank you for the applause. I'll take it. Uh, I also, I got a message from a listener who says uh, she also had hold on let me find it breast reduction surgery she had breast reduction surgery when she was in her 20s and she says one of the best things she's ever done she said to make sure also uh, that reaching above my head is going to be very hard so make sure I have things uh, at a lower levels and a recliner will be my friend to sleep in but I don't have one of those so I am considering buying one though all of a sudden. Yeah, we should get you one. Oh, all right. You, we should. Let's start a GoFundMe. <laughs> that's, not, that's not how I do things. If I want a recliner, I'll go ahead and uh, I'll make monthly payments on that. That's all recline. I'll recline. recline. I, bought, I bought pillow wedges. You know, yes. No, my, well, you, you and I have talked about this a lot. Um, yes. But my wife, my wife had the, well, no, it's okay. My wife had the surgery shortly after we got married and it was a, I cannot believe, <laughs> sorry, I'm just, I'm, I'm a bitter man. You know this, right? Your audience knows this. Um, you know, best healthcare system in the world. Sure, let's go with that. Um, mm. You should. You have been fighting this fight for. Golly, I've known you for well over twelve years now, mm-hmm. and it's been twelve years. Yeah, <laughs> that you've been, I've been trying. So finally, yeah. yeah. So finally, and it's gonna be, it's gonna be a game changer for you. You're gonna love it. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, Another friend of mine here in Birmingham had, a, had she had it done when she was uh, I think in her late teens or early yeah or late late teens and it was a, again a game changer life changer yeah I, I, it's and it's hard because uh, breasts are so sexualized and it and it seems like a vanity thing I think I guess is why I'm I'm, I'm hesitant to talk about it as much um, I don't know it's just a strange like and even talking about it on stage I mentioned it in Cleveland the the headliner I was working with said that I should mention it um, I don't know if we talked about this when I tried having it done uh, by a surgeon at Northwestern uh, this was not it was not a denial I went in and this is when I was at the the former radio station I went in and I was you know he had me. Uh, uh, in a gown opening in the front so we could talk about like what what a surgery would entail and things like that. Sure. And he literally pulls out a a Mitt Romney binder of women with before and after photos and <laughs> starts showing. He goes, now these women, th- these are women who felt <laughs> and shows like just breast after breast of, but he, he used the words women who felt unattractive. And I slam the book shut and I go, I don't feel unattractive. I'm uncomfortable. And these women signed over their permission mission to be in this book yeah. for you to say that, that like that's your layer you're not you can't tell me that every woman in this book mm. felt uh, uh, unattractive they came to you for ver- a variety of reasons which has nothing to do with what you think and so i i said I, he was he was very confused i said you use the word unattractive i don't feel unattractive i am in pain and uh and i i, I said you need to leave the room now and he goes well, what i go you need to get out of the room now because i'm naked i'm exposed to this guy who is making me feel unattractive and that's not why I'm there. Anyway, so 
That's why I... Uh, no, you have not told me that story before, but I totally believe yes, it. Yes, So that's... <laughs> that's very much on brand with Patty. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, but it really is. It's uncomfortable. I mean, think about the weight you're carrying and the, and the, and the wear and tear on your back. I mean, it's... Yeah. I uh, so I'm glad I'm glad that you finally got approval, which is crazy how long this took. Thank so. you, thank you. Yeah, and uh, surgery is this surgery is this Thursday? It's this Thursday. I go in. Uh, okay. I go in Thursday, and I'm very the and the doctor could not. I I, I, should, I guess I should can. I mean, do I tell people the doctor's name before I go, or when it's successful, or I guess I, I, he his bedside manner is remarkable. He's been very kind. He actually I could I was denied by my previous insurance a year and a half ago, and he remembered me. Like he remembered the whole story. He remembered exactly. Exactly why wow. I told him why I wanted it, which was I want to enjoy the, the second half of my life. He said that stuck with him, that he was glad we were able to do this. Um, so, yeah, he was very kind, uh, told me what to expect, told me what he what he felt he could and couldn't accomplish. So the insurance company previously wanted to remove what he said was basically a mastectomy. He said the amount they wanted me to remove, they told him that they didn't feel that, that amount would be beneficial or improve my, my quality of life. And it would have been six pounds. They wanted like yeah. over eight pounds of breast tissue removed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. Do you know what was, I was telling the audience is that uh, I was telling my my friends here uh, listening to WCPT that the comedian I was working with, because I, I tried doing material on stage about it, to be very honest about it, but you already know, you're. I mean, you're on stage. So then that's the only thing people want to look at for the next 15 minutes of your material is like, are they that big? How big are they? She's wearing a jacket. I don't know. But he would be... <laughs> He goes. He goes. I just, he goes. I, they just don't look that big, and I'm like, I don't know what you think a 34k is supposed to look like. But, oh, by the way, can I tell you something? In Japan, I'm actually a 72l. I don't know how they measure. I'm a 72l in, because it's on the 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 numbers are on the bra, like the little tag. And wow. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So there you go. I, uh, I I I took a picture. I took a picture of the tag just to, just to prove to people that that was the size of the yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then I don't know if I should if I should like. I'm sorry, a 75 L. So that's I don't know if I can. Oh, there you go, Scott. Yeah, you weren't kidding. <laughs> 75 K in the in the in uh in the EU and in the US a 34 K. I don't know if I could do it the other way. Yeah, but that's that's that. I, I'm not showing you wow. other pictures. <laughs> Thank oh you. no! I'm sorry. In France, I'm a 90k. Here you go. <laughs> Ooh la la! <laughs> you have to and say that at the I'm, end of. I'm being silly about this, but still, yes. Ha ha! Ha ha! So, anyway. are you, how long are you gonna be off the show? I'm taking uh, Thursday, Friday, and Monday. Do you think I'll be able to talk to people on Tuesday? I'm just two blocks away. And I'm thinking Janine could have. Yeah, okay. I think all right. so. All right. All right. And then we'll have a backup plan. Okay. I'll have a backup plan. <coughs> Scott will be hosting from uh, Alabama. <laughs> I am, wait, what? <laughs> like, a lot oh. of banjo music. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can, I can, someone says I can re- rent a recliner from a medical equipment company. Oh, I don't think. Oh. I don't know if I have enough time for Thursday, though. Well, but I mean, like, I'm going to be in recovery for weeks, though, as far as feeling comfortable, right? Is that right? I, you like can't I said, remember. I recovered was, fairly quickly, but my wife is a... Yes. Use a kind she's, word. She's, find, find a kind word. She's a she's a, a she beast. Thinks. No, that's she's not a good fa- either. No, yes. Yeah. No, she thinks she's a fast healer. And so she is a fast healer. And um, when I first got the job in Chicago, she was down here and she had a plantar fasciitis, a foot in, in issue. Mm-hmm. And it was got significant enough where she had to have surgery on it. Um, she told me the doctor told her she could walk on it almost immediately, which is not what the doctor said. 
<laughs> but it's oh what she heard. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I seem to have that same sort of hearing involved as well. Yes. Uh, so, um, but you know, take it easy. Your body will tell you. Yes. I mean, it's, it's, this is not going to be a mystery. If you lift your arms above your head, your body will go, you know, ouch. Yes. I, I was told <laughs> to uh, make a couple of appointments with my hair salon to have my hair washed for me. So that sounds reasonable. Have it blow dried for me. No, you don't know what to do with that information. I have a lot of hair. You do have a lot of hair. I have a lot of hair. How often do you wash it? Every other day, usually. Why? Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to. Just go. curious. Some oh, people, but, it's weird. You know what? I mean, that has gotten, to, you know, when I was back, back in the 60s, um, you know, we washed them. You know, you, you, and I, that was the, of course, the, uh, the, the shampoo lobby. <laughs> push, push lots. <laughs> that, that, that powerful shampoo lobby getting in there and twisting up our government. Yeah, Pearl mm. Pack, you know. <laughs> Um, made you, yeah, remember they said wash and repeat, which of course you don't have to do, by the way. Okay. Um, so, but, so yeah, we wash this. So, but I, a lot of people nowadays don't wash it. They wash it once a week. They wash it. Um, uh, they just use conditioner to wash it. It's, it's a, it's, it's a, you can do, it's, it's a pretty much a, a, a free for all out there hair wise. <laughs> Free for all, free, I tell you. A free for all. I'm sorry. I'm pricing. I'm pricing rentals on uh, recliners. I, How I much mean, are they? Uh, some of them are 17. It's a 17 to 125. I don't know. But I'm guessing 125. A can't week, be right. a day. Yeah, that's what? I'm trying. I'm trying to find that as well. Because you can get. It looks like you can get a decent recliner on Amazon for about 300 bucks. I don't know. I don't know if I should do that either. Anyway, I don't know. Yeah, what, I would get the recliner full... talk on WCPT. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, what do you Weird got, how the boy? ratings aren't through the roof on that one. <laughs> what do you got, a lazy boy? You got a cup holder on that thing? What do you got, a massager, a little heat, a little lift action? What do you got? <laughs> oh, a friend of mine bought one of those like $1,000 fully massage everything, happy Hello. ending massage chair things. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen? I mean, they're crazy. I don't know about the and, happy ending, but okay. I wouldn't want to well, sit I'm in just, that chair after they're done. But go ahead. No, well, I'm just no. saying. Okay. <laughs> Not self clean. We, right. we, yeah, right. we got we went tawdry, but I, I leaned into it. Go ahead. <laughs> but you, you have you tried it? <laughs> <laughs> I sat in it. It's it's like it really is. It feels like you're being assaulted. It's it just it really just envelops you. That's I'm gonna need I'm gonna need your plate and registrations. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like this yeah, you have you're expected to drive like a windowless van. <laughs> It's got, <laughs> it's got this like like it's got like a display. Oh, so you can touch screen no. display. Oh yeah, no, it is That's so crazy. This, I think this was about five or six years ago. It cost them like three grand or something. No, I just I just want a cheapo one. I want. Is it, it's probably leather too, isn't it? Is that why? Is that why oh, it's so course. crazy? Yeah, yeah, it's a vibrating cow. I guess is what it should be. Oh my god. Okay. Well, you know what? Let's reset. Let's reset. We're gonna we're gonna take a break. We're gonna reset with Scott Stances, who is uh Patty, that's something you may want to think about is getting a recliner. Wow, now I'm getting texts. I'm getting a lot of encouragement to get a recliner. Okay. All right. Then. Yeah, no, you're gonna need it. It's, it's it's I I had shoulder surgery and the recliner. A friend of ours actually lent us his recliner. All right. And I'm I, getting I, on this for right for now. a month it was great. Oh, okay. Well, here's the thing. Okay, again, I need a reset. But Griffin has friends over that uh, hang out, and might it's kind of for the basement. It might also once we're done with it upstairs for my sleeping needs, I could always put it back down in the basement for Griffin and his friends. So there you go. There you go. So the college kid doesn't want a recliner that his mom had to recover breast surgery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a break. All right. Just uh, all right. I'll, I'll, okay. More after this. I have a plaque. You have to have a plaque made. Just. just, <laughs> just. <laughs> 
We are hanging out with Scott Santos, the <laughs> political cartoonist for the Chicago Tribune. He's also with the Dallas Morning News. You can catch both of us on Center Clip. Uh, I'm finally starting to get a little more consistent on my uh, my audio, my little podcast there. They're little mini casts, anywhere from three, 30 seconds to five minutes. Uh, you can go ahead and check those out on Twitter. We've got everything from the uh, banking crisis for the uh, the Silicon Valley Bank that Scott might want to talk to us about. Uh, Lauren Bobert uh, championing uh, not teaching sex ed and becoming grandparents thereby. And uh, there's a lot of other topics. We also have a listener yeah. on the line who's been waiting patiently. Uh, Dave wants to talk about uh, gun violence. So we're going to talk about that in just a moment on WCPT 820 Heartland Signal. I'm going to go and look at some recliners while you guys hang out for a minute. Patty Vasquez is taking your calls now. At 773-763-9278. Driving it home with Patty Vasquez. Now on WCPT 820. We are hanging out with Scott Stantis, the political cartoonist for the Chicago Tribune. I've also received a request from my house to uh, stop talking about how the recliner is going to be used and who would be using it afterwards. So we will pause that conversation <laughs> for off the air. Uh, there's a lot There's a lot to talk about. Um, and again, if you go to uh, Center Clip, follow Center Clip on Twitter. Uh, Scott and I and uh, tons of other commentators across the country take on issues of the day. And uh, Dave wanted to call in with something that is on his mind. Hey, Dave, what's on your mind, my friend? Yeah. Hey, before I get on the mind, uh, just thinking when you're talking about the recliner, you ain't wanting it to be permanent. You may want to check if your village or where, you know, what, you know, the city got the lending closet. I was thinking about that too. Yeah. I think that there's a, a lending. Yeah, I, I there. So do you know about these, Scott? There are uh, no. lending closets, and, and they're usually for uh, me- medical purposes. Medical. Yeah, for right. like a walker right. or like a, uh, you know, even like shower chairs and things like that. Yeah, there's a lending. Oh, what do you cl- find out about stuff like that? You, uh, we can Google it, and I know there's also Facebook groups, and also buy nothing groups. If there's something that you need, and I could put on like so they do in search of, so you could say, you know, I, I'm uh, in need of a recliner. Does anyone is anyone happening happening to uh, does anyone happen to you know need to get rid of one, or can I borrow it and things like that? So for folks who yeah. you know, um, but I might invest in it because I I do think that my son could use some more furniture when he has a ton of friends over. He makes them sleep on the on the concrete floor, and I'm like, do you want some pillows or blankets down there? And he's like, no, they're fine. I'm like, what is happening down there? So is yeah. he indoctrinating into, into, into a cult when you were at the hospital? Was. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah, we have ma- we have yeah we have mattresses air mattresses all over, and he won't use them. So sorry. It's like he's trying to brainwash. Does he, does he leave the light on too? Hold on. I need, I need one of you guys. I need uh, that's that's on me. That's on me. Uh, Dave, you go first, and then Scott. What were you going to say, Dave? I was going to say that. that uh, did you you or Scott or that you see that story where that three year old girl in Texas killed her four year old sister? Oh no. That wasn't that. That she found a loaded gun in the house, pistol, or, and accidentally shot and killed her four year old sister. Yeah. I, uh, it's, uh, it is heartbreaking when we hear these stories because, uh, we keep, you know, and, and it, they will chalk it up to, well, you know, that's, this is bad gun ownership. Of course it's bad gun ownership. No one will let us talk about legislation when it comes to what it means to have, be a safe gun owner and, and have it be part of the culture. What's got? They, they won't yeah. let you do research. And, um, yeah. On they it. Pointed, pointed out that, uh, you know, all these, the, the adults, they need to be charged with the murder, you know? What is it, Texas is one of the states. They will not. I don't. I don't see. I mean, just, yeah, they they should. I agree. Irresponsible parenting. I, yep. Yeah, but this is, Texas is not one of the states where uh, the women and people provide that they can't get the abortion pill. Yep. And they're charged with murder. 
So. Uh, yeah, but that but that's different. That's that's uh Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand what you're saying and and that wasn't there a case in the Chicago today where some lady got uh was picking up some of that medicine for someone from the other state and they either sooner or something like that I I got a glimpse of well, I, you know, this is something that uh, that Terry Cosgrove was explaining to me that we talk about like the the day after the, the morning after pill. The ones that Walgreens is uh, saying that they will not distribute in states where the attorney generals have written these letters. That that medication is not even approved yet. They're just preemptively. And I still don't understand why Walgreens. Is, why say anything? Why wade into the conversation at all? But I'm not familiar with the story that uh, that you're talking about, Dave. I just seen something like on one of those news flashes, you know, on one of the local channels, and it came up that some woman uh, that they were picking up that uh, either the day after pill type thing, and they they're gonna, they were suing her or something. Now these other, you know, because well, I think for out of, the ones from out of state, right here. Let's Scott, go ahead, Scott. Well, I was just going to say I have to believe that Walgreens is doing it preemptively to avoid. Um, Liability. Now, here's where I mean. Okay, regardless of where you come down on this issue, truly, I don't hear him. And oh, hold on, he can't. He can't hear Scott. Oh, that's what's happening. You can't. You can hear. Can you hear Dave? I can, Scott. But but uh, but you can't hear him. Is that what you're saying? No. Oh, I can hear you, but I I can't hear Scott. I thought you guys were just being rude to each other. (laughs) (laughs) No, I love love Dave. (laughs) That is so funny. Okay, uh, hold on. Let me do this. Here, try. How about now? Go ahead and talk, Scott. Testing one two three four syllabus syllabus Let's syllabus. See. What else can I do here? No, not that. Dave? Not that. I don't have any other buttons. Dave, let me know. What, I'm let all me out know. of buttons, Paul. I, I can hear Scott now. No, you can't. Okay, got it. I got uh, it. It was okay. uh, it was O L was a button. I'm going to remember that O L is the button to push. Go O-L. ahead, O L. Yes. Okay, so no, I, the point I was going to make is that Walgreens was probably just doing it preemptively, and this is regardless of how you come down on the issue. Um, the legislation is written so badly. Well, because it's written by, oh, Patty, what's the technical term I'm looking for? Oh, yeah, morons. Oh, there it is. That's it. Uh, that they, you know, the, the doctors, OBGYNs, are scared to death that they're going to somehow cross the line because this legislation is so badly defined. And so the, the pharmacists are saying, can we do these pills? Which, of course, even, by the way, even the, even the um, Vatican has no problem with. Just throwing it out there to, to your kids who... Um, it, it it has created i mean they ran so fast so without any thought that it's now we're going to be facing this you can, and i told you i've told your listeners and i've told you this many times patty they're coming after birth control i know how, how more and yeah. more state legislators from like the middle of god knows where missouri uh are coming forward and saying yeah we're going to like outlaw birth control pills and yeah and it's just like, oh my God, really? Yeah, really, really. I'm done. I'm yes. just, it's just such an outrage. And so, Dave, to your point, I think uh, while Walgreens, I think is kind of they're trying to get ahead of it and trying to avoid litigation because you know, do you want the Attorney General of oh I don't know Alabama suing you because you're t- distributing a pill that isn't even available yet? Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, my um, 
I don't know how much to share on this with because uh, my my husband is listening uh, per the uh, texts I'm receiving while we're on the air. Uh, but there was seemed to be a back and forth among some of the more okay the most conservative person in their family, and uh, and wishing everyone a uh, uh, International Women's Day and, and somehow veering into abortion, and uh, and then one of the sisters chiming back with you know well uh, you know that's controlling I don't think that controlling a woman's body is to be celebrated you know I believe in autonomy. And she's like, well, if you're going to demonize someone for something, and you're like, no, you you are participating in crushing the freedoms of women and girls in across the country. That's just it, there's no there's no getting around that. And because her husband is also the person that represents Jenny Thomas and is best friends with Clarence Thomas, I'm just saying. <laughs> what? I'm just saying. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. but to, back to back to your story, Dave, for just a moment. Um, the, the the reason I'm saying that they, that I doubt there will be any charges for murder. I, I mean, maybe, but you know, irresponsible. I, I don't know what they would charge them with. I don't think it would be murder. Perhaps I don't know what their laws are like for making sure a gun is secure around children. But they would be hesitant to do anything. Uh, look, we had they had law enforcement outside the door with hundreds of guns and didn't do any. Anything to save those kids in Ovalde, yeah. uh, they certainly aren't going to lift a finger uh, in a situation where a gun should have been properly secured, because that would diminish uh, the argument, the arguments that they have that everyone should have gun that, guns that we're all safer when we have more guns, which is obviously not the case. Yeah, I was being a, a tad facetious with that too, but on the, the right. at the tail end about them. Hey, Patty, real quick too on the. Remember uh, a couple of weeks ago, I told you about that. Uh, there's a couple of guys that uh, basically, you know, for that District 211 board, and then not to vote for these guys. Oh, yeah. Well, I see one of the two in the paper, the one that whose mother was a neighbor, that Mark Kramer, I see he's gotten tax money now. Oh yeah! Oh, there's so th- there's these groups like uh, we've talked about Awake Illinois. I mean, they have they're they're creating packs. These these far right extreme groups that want to control what children can and can't read are you know they they are fueling this frenzy and collecting money and using it to to have a lot of power in school boards and by the way I, I do i'm I'm concerned going down this path with all these different special interest groups and uh you know money is uh it, what is it money is uh first amendment rights speech. Is speech money, yeah, is, money speech. is speech right so i mean we Apparently. i think that we're gonna have a, a similar problem with and i get I, I get the importance of an elected school board in Chicago but you're gonna see more Ken Griffin money come in and you're going to see more power. You know, there's this, this pendulum, especially if Paul Vallis wins. I see, I think that we're going to have, we, we are, have the potential for extremists on our school boards in Chicago as well. Yeah. Well, this, this, uh, Mark Kramer, he's getting his pack money from this Richard Uline. Uline. Yep. Uline. The Ulines. They're the, uh, cardboard box people. They're, they're putting tons of money, Scott. Scott, you're looking for, but you don't know about yep. the U-H-L-I-N-E. You know the Ulines. They're like the Koch brothers. They're getting involved oh, in all okay. kinds of races in the Midwest. They said that 6000 bucks from this guy and another 6000 from the GOP Palatine Township leader, David Pritchard. And he's also, they're also being endorsed. He's being endorsed by conservative group Cake, Citizens for Kids Education. And Kramer claims... These two folks believe in what I believe in. 
So, I mean, if these people don't vote him out, the next step, once you know, like I've told you before, he's arrogant, pompous, all about power, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But once he gets in, you know, now what are they good for, like, four years after they get in? Like you just kind of mentioned, you can believe that they'll be deciding and what is going to be good for their kids to read and what they're going to allow in 211. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently not sex ed. We're going to have a lot more uh, teenage pregnancies. Yep. Yep. Remember, remember when they wouldn't, when they didn't want to, they didn't want to um, have uh, Surgeon General Elders. Was it Jocelyn Elders? Was the yeah. uh, attorney? Was it the surgeon? The Surgeon General. Surgeon General. That Bill yeah. Clinton wanted because she wanted to talk. She wanted to make sure that that masturbation was also something that was discussed at, at not like every age. Can you imagine? I mean, yeah. I mean, we should talk about your all your choices when it comes to your body and what that even means. So the kids are, and I, and I know that there are religions that teach that. That, uh, masturbation is uh, is sinful and ungodly, and I mean, like, so is being a jerk and controlling people's lives. So, well, that's what's so curious is that the conservatives pitch this mantra of you know self bootstrap, self reliance, individual rights, unless it's you're doing something they don't like. Yeah, then that flies out the window. I'm telling it's you, insane. The entire Republican Party has become that's not the way I would do it. Well, then don't do it. <laughs> but <laughs> like, that's that's back that's to 1951. Yeah. Which was great for that, everybody. Um, what was that, Dave? Patty, this, like I say, I, so I get off, so you get somebody else. But I, I'll keep preaching that on this guy because I thank God that that one lady from Hoffman had first put that article in the paper about how they let them, yeah, you know, with Proud Boys and all of that stuff. I <sighs> have no clue, but I, but now. When I've seen that, I, I can. I'll get on and I'll preach that. Do not vote for Mark Kramer or this Dombrowski. Well, Kramer for for sure. He's already. We're not going to get his little pad in his pocket. You know? Well, and one of the reasons, Who by the way, gonna listen to? I, I'll give you going to listen to you or me, or uh, are going to listen to you lying in the... And the other guy. Well, here, just you know? so you just so you know, um, so uh, so that we all know, uh, this is this, this is going to be a race of big money getting involved in school board elections, right? So Governor Pritzker has recently donated five hundred thousand dollars specifically to raise awareness about what they call extreme candidates running for school and library boards, right? Because Dick Uline is getting involved, he says uh, now thanks to the support of Dick Uline and fringe groups like Awake. Illinois, extreme Republicans hell-bent on banning books, rewriting history, and ignoring public health are running for school and library board seats all across Illinois, says Natalie Edelstein, who is a communications director for Governor Pritzker. And so so this is going to be a battle of money now for decades to come. Instead of uh, it's going to be people doing horrible things and then someone else spending a lot of money to offset the horrible things. And it's just going to be, there isn't any room now for rational thinking is what it feels like. Anyway, I got to yeah. Who's money? Well, who's, clear who, off, but anyway, that, right. you know, people don't vote for these guys. And yep. if you, you don't, then they get in. Don't cry about it because you didn't vote for them. Right. I agree. And that's what they'll be next. You know, the power. But anyway. All right. Thanks, Dave. Again, Patty, best of luck to you. And Scott, good talking to you. Be well, bye. Thanks, Dave. Well, Take care. Thanks, Dave. What were you say, Scott? I was going to say, where's, my, where's the money coming from for Wake, Illinois? Is that all Griffin? Is that oh, other sources? I think, or? Uh, yes and yes and all those things. Yeah. That's my okay. guess. I'll, I'll have to do more research. I don't have time to do that. I, I mean, Googling with Patty is fun, but I <laughs> let, me get, let me take a break. And Cindy's on the line, too. She wants to join the conversation. More in a moment. Cool. On, and we, we invite everyone to join the conversation. 773-763-9278 is the number to call and join the conversation whenever you would like. You can also text. And we also encourage you to text the word Goonies. I've never seen the movie Goonies. And uh, K-Y- 
Kwan, who won last night for Best Supporting Actor, uh, we're celebrating by using the word Goonies as our phrase it pays for a chance to win a gift pack from Sam's Sam's Famous Salsa. Oh, it's so good. Scott, it's fresh. He delivers it in the Chicagoland area right to you, fresh, and it's amazing. So go to samsfamoussalsa.com, and uh, we'll continue talking when we come back on WCPT 820 Heartland Signal. Sell Choice Hard Seltzer, an all-natural grapefruit and lime-flavored booze that you can enjoy for only 100 calories a can. A percentage of the proceeds of each can sold goes to reproductive rights groups in the Chicagoland area. Enjoy a light, refreshing hard seltzer and support reproductive freedom at the same time. Now available at Provisions Uptown Chicago and R&J Wine and Spirits in Glenview, as well as Eastside Cafe, Coffee and Wine Bar in East Dundee, where Kate is serving up smiles and drink responsibly. You know, now that I think about it, Goonies is going to be a great movie for me to watch while I recover from my surgery. So that I'm, there you I'm, go. I should put together a list of movies that I've some of my favorites. Like I love movies from the '80s, like Back to the Future. Uh, I you know I love all the Indiana Jones movies, obviously Star Wars movies. But I should put a list together of the ones that I missed, and that would be fun to do as well while I recover. So so text Goonies two seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight for your chance to win a gift package from Sam's Famous Salsa. We are on the line with Scott Stantis, who is the political cartoonist for the Chicago Tribune. You can find all of his work at GoComics.com and follow him on Twitter to to stay up to date on everything he does daily uh, that appears in the Chicago Tribune, as well as the the Dallas Daily News. We were talking about, speaking of choice seltzer, we were talking about Walgreens and the preemptive action to uh, ban, to not to say that they would not dispense uh, the, what is known as the medication to help women uh, terminate a pregnancy, uh, the abortion pills. Uh, Cindy wanted to join the conversation on this. Hey, Cindy, what's on your mind? Hi, can you hear me okay? I can. Okay. Um, The problem with Walgreens saying they're not going to sell that pill, even in states where uh, it's used for other things. Yes. I can't pronounce it, misprofathon or whatever it is is used in Cushing's disease, which is a disease of the adrenal glands. It's also used to treat some type 2 diabetes. So if a state outlaws abortion and the pharmacies won't fill those prescriptions, what happens to those people that are already on that medication that live in that state? Yeah, exactly. And so much of this is going to start. That's a problem. You know, it's interesting. I, I, I think it was, uh, I think it was, I was, I've been reading, of all things, Alexa, Alexa the Tocqueville. How do I say this? Alex, Alex Tocqueville mm-hmm. about about uh, democracy. Um, but he was talking about he wrote about how uh, American government was going to go from legislating to deciding everything in the courts. Right. So every like everything that we uh, deem uh, as part of our freedoms has to go through the courts. Like in Texas, there are five women. I believe it's five who are suing the state of Texas. Yeah. All, of, all of whom. Yes. All of whom needed uh, reproductive health care because yeah. they had dangerous pregnancies, some of whom had fetuses that were not viable and it put their their health right. in, in at risk as well as their ability to possibly have babies in the future. So I think now all of this right. and I and I get it, right? It was all this I, Scott, Scott's like I can see Scott so he's like shaking his hands. Yeah, it's all going to be have to have to go through legislation which could take years really, right? To go I mean, look. Right. The the idea that right. all of a sudden, all of a sudden, uh, Roe v. Wade was not constitutional because it's not set out as a as a uh, as an amendment was not clearly outlined in the Constitution. Like it was, if that's the case, then it never was. It just took the right judges to say so, 
right? It, that's all it took. Correct. Yeah. And I, I just wanted to let you know, I've talked to Joan Esposito. I know Carrie, Carrie Cosgrove. I was a clinic escort at an abortion center in Downers Grove for 15 years. And I'm so tired of the antis who are growing in number. Yes. They're getting louder. They're pushing back. It's just like this overturning Roe v. Way at the federal level was such a horrible step backwards for women. And then we have Paul Vallis, who I heard on your show last week, but then Not my show. told me he has I, been offending. Not my show. Yeah, maybe I, he was on Joan's show. <laughs> maybe he was on Joan Esposito's. Yeah, I, I just want to be clear. I find out later that Paul Vallis has been to some of these awake yep. meetings. Yep. Oh, I, I, I talk about that. All, I, I've talked about it several times. Yeah, he, he was a speaker at a, what essentially was a fundraiser for Awake Illinois. And and this we is a, cannot let him win. I, 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 yes. I, I, I can't disagree with you. Uh, I'm not going to disagree with you. It's I, 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 so it, scary. It's, mm-hmm. And my daughter is a high school guidance counselor out here in DuPage County. I'm not going to give her name. I'm not going to give the school. But the least of their problems with teenagers right now is books in the library. Yeah. We have a lot of children who are suffering mentally with bipolar issues, with depression, with anxiety. The parents don't want to face it. They keep pushing the kids in the educational. Uh, they want their kids to go to Harvard, this, that, and the other thing. They're not. They're not taking care of their children. No. No. And that's a problem. It's not the books in the library. No, it's, it is not the books in the library. It's uh. It, it, okay, and it, I'm also the one that texted and said you need to check a medical supply store and you do need a recliner because I had breast surgery and you will want to be sitting up to sleep. Yeah, I, so I, I was. I thought I could just go with some like there I, these wedges, right? So they, it, it sort of like supports my my back and like up in the upright position. But you think, and so my concern is like being able to stand up again. And it seems like a recliner would give me the the momentum to go from right. <laughs> I'm just trying. To... Yes, they they will rent you and uh, they rent on a weekly or on a monthly basis. But they will rent you one of those recliners that has the remote that actually like helps you stand up. Because you don't realize how much of your upper body you use when you go to sit up or sit down. That was that's what I was so imagining, you right? Need, you need that little boost on your butt to help you stand up. A bo- I, I do need a boot bust. Wait, a boot, right? Boost, butt a, boost. Butt boost. A boost on your butt. Yeah, there it is. Boot, and you might boot, only butt boost for a week. Yeah, that's what that's that that's what I was kind of imagining too. All right, I'm looking at. There's one in Arlington Heights. The Heartland Home Medical Supply. All right, I'm looking into it right now. And these are, yeah, it looks like they've got... They're all, yeah, they're all over the place. But yeah, those were all the things I wanted to say. I just, I'm afraid of awake. I'm tired of the, the books in the library issue. I'm tired of the abortion issue. I I bought this stuff the first time around in the 70s, and I'm doing it again. And now I'm tired. I know. Are you feeling like there's a, enough of of the young? I know. I, I remember when I, we went to the uh, the protest when President Trump issued the Muslim ban, and Griffin and I went to uh, O'Hare Airport to join the protest there. And there were uh, people who you know had you know salt and pepper hair, and they, but they were carrying signs saying, "I can't believe I have to do this BS again." <laughs> again, yeah. yes, yep. And I'm finding that there's a whole generation in between me, and they're probably my daughter's age. She's forty. 
they're kind of apathetic. They don't want to get out and protest. They want to do everything on social media. But the Gen the Gen Z kids that are in high school right now, uh-huh. they are the ones that are going to make some big changes. I think because I, yep. they, that a lot of them were raised with two moms, two dads, families that they made, non traditional families, and they turned out just fine. So a lot of them, they're not able to vote just yet. But they're fired up and angry, and I think that they're going to be the ones that we need. I think you're right. I think, yeah, I hope. I mean, I know that my son's fired up and gets involved and goes goes to protest when Tyree Nichols was uh-huh. uh, was killed in, uh, I believe it was in Memphis. Uh, yes. Griffin was down at Federal Plaza protesting there. Uh, as I said, he went to the uh, Muslim ban protest. He goes to yeah, the Women's March. He, he's been to the BLM marches. And when I was door knocking with uh, Terry Cosgrove to help Elizabeth Rochford uh, win her Supreme Court seat, there was a teenager from Park Ridge. Mm-hmm. And she, she was uh, she was 16 years old. And she's like, I just know I have to be here. So I'm not just talking. Right. from Yep. Yeah, not, not just a kid I raised, but it right. looks like a lot of kids out there are getting involved. Yeah, we gotta we gotta pin our hopes on them because they're really smart. <laughs> they are. Thank you. By the way, really before smart. you go, I saw this. Uh, um, I can't remember who posted it today, but someone said that Gen Xers never wanted to come inside, but now our kids never want to leave the house. Basically, we're we're feral dogs <laughs> that raised house cats. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to think really that my husband funny. and I are so interesting that my sons never want to leave. So, <laughs> thanks, Cindy. Have uh, a good one. Anyway, that's, that's the advice I had for you. Thank you, Patty. Absolutely. Bye-bye. Have a good one. Thanks. So, yeah, that's uh, that made me laugh today, Scott. <laughs> you have to. By okay. the way, if I make a if I may make a rec- recommendation for, I know that everyone's watching. Uh, there's a Netflix comedy special that everyone's watching right now, and I tried watching it, and I just, nah. um, it's fine. I was never. I, I was just uh, Chris Rock. I don't. I, for, I just never was. I get. I appreciate his success uh, and his contributions to comedy, but I'm not just saying in this moment. I, I and maybe it's because he made a really horrible joke about Selena after she was murdered um, to Maria oh. Conchita Alonso. So on this is how long ago it was on the Howie Mandel show. He uh, he said, you know, you should be more famous. Who do we have to kill to make you famous? Uh, it was re- it was yeah, it was um, awful. Well, but I've always felt like that was a kind of. But so anyway, that's a kind of humor, and that's, so it just doesn't appeal to me. It's not Chris Rock specifically. I mean, it is kind of, but his type of humor. So if I may recommend uh, one of my favorite comedians, and now has a special on Amazon Prime, is Kathleen Madigan has an amazing special called uh, Hunting for Bigfoot. So uh, if I may, she's really, really good, strong writer, love it. So. Writing it down. Kathleen Madigan. She also has a special, a little bit older special on uh, on Netflix as well. So, if I may. She's not one of the Madigan Four, is she? No, she's not one of the. No, she's not one okay. of the Madigan. Not in the uh, combat investigations that we're talking about. What? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about that when we come back. They, na- they now have a name. The, the Madigan, Madigan Four. Four. Dun, 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 dun. More in a moment on WCPT. <laughs> That's a theme song now. <laughs> there you go. We'll have Steve Goody get on that. More in a moment. You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. I think your uh, proclamation that I should mute was on the air there, Scott, but uh, 
That's all right. Oh. We, and we were trying to have, we, uh, Scott and I Zoom while we do the uh, our conversations. And now I've done that with, uh, when Jen Zanotti is on, I do that with her as well. Jen oh, Zanotti is on. How's she doing? She's doing very well. I'm trying to get her to move back to Chicago. I know that she's happy in Maryland, but still, I would like her to be here. Scott, oh, by the way. in Chicago? No, she's what? in What? She got married and she's living near D.C. now. Well, D.C.'s great, but Maryland. Uh, well, yeah, she's on the Maryland You're, side. Baltimore kind of sucks, but well, that's. Let's not get into it. I was in Cleveland, okay. Scott. Have you been to Cleveland? No, I hear things are happening in Cleveland. You've never been to Cleveland? <laughs> I've driven. It's a great place to get gas. Okay. So we, there's a great, maybe I have to figure out a way to do a road trip uh, to Cleveland and do comedy shows and then we'll broadcast whatever, I guess. Oh, that'd uh, be fun. And they have some studios in the uh, hotel area where I was. There's like a um, podcast studio. So I wonder if there's a way for us to broadcast from there. But they, it's called the Arcade. It was built in the 1890s. It's one of the first big, like, multi-story malls, indoor malls in the country. It's not the first. Apparently, there was a big fight about that. But I think you would love the Arcade. The Hyatt Regency is now, it pretty much encompasses all the floors. So all the storefronts were turned into hotel rooms it's a really wild experience it's beautiful so in the rock and roll I'm, I'm joking but i actually did stay a, a couple of days there my daughter-in-law was presenting a paper and so we all went up there and went to the rock and roll hall of fame which was fantastic yes i've heard way. good things i did I, that, I might do that next time but you know i, I yeah. just walk around and go who's that who they talking about yeah <laughs> But, oh, right. that's so those of you who don't know what we're talking about yes. um i have Kim an appalling Patty, yes there's some kind of block there's some kind of weirdness there that you can't remember songs i'm yeah. trying to remember specifically i yeah. don't know there was a funny we were in the car and uh so I, i'll try to guess because our car will also has a screen that after a few seconds tells you what song is playing and by whom and uh or by who haha <laughs> so <laughs> i'm sorry that was terrible i'm hit or miss but i'm mostly miss um <laughs> We had a whole segment called Patty's Appalling Lack of Musical Knowledge, and listeners had about 10 to 20 seconds, and almost everyone would be like, come on. I, I had a Lyft driver almost drive off the road. He couldn't believe that I didn't. Like he just kept, He's like, how about this song? How about this song? How about this song? No, I don't, I don't know what that is. I've been on your show, yeah. and we played this game, and I almost drove off the road. <laughs> <laughs> I was in studio. We have to figure out a way to, to play this game. Uh, but we don't have – I think that we have we, we have a different issue here with uh, how much we can play of a song. So we'll yeah. do it live sometime in a theater. Maybe we'll do it that way. Uh, before we go, you mentioned the uh, Madigan Four. Uh, what, yeah. I, I haven't heard that much about the, the court cases with the ComEd investigation. Uh, Con Ed, of course, uh, spend a lot. Of, they've just uh, it's, it's the, the case is finally moving ahead. The corruption case, where um, uh, legislation that was very beneficial to Con Ed was was pushed forward and was facilitated by uh, these four four people and um, friends of Mike Madigan. Of course, uh, I don't know if he'll ever be convicted ever for anything ever. But it's just one of those another another example of our. You're going to, I know this sounds shocking coming from a recovering Republican, but seriously, it's just another example of big money using the using the state to increase its profits and screwing over the people like you and me, oh, our boy. listeners. Yep. Yeah. I mean, and that's, and that's that's why this is so bad. It's um, you know, people say, well, you're just you're, you're a Republican going after Democrats. No, 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 no. no I think no, we should all be paying no, attention no. to the yeah. deeply entrenched corruption that has been going on. Uh, you know, it's it, look. He was he was in the House since 1970. He was the longest serving Speaker of the House of any General Assembly in the United States, uh, and we know how corrupt the state of Illinois is. And you know, you can't tell me that a lot didn't emanate from that office. I just find it hard to believe. And the fact I'm, that the ethic laws were diluted to 
stand be virtually nothing now, and that's got to change. And I hope it will. And here's the thing, like, Dem- like, look, when I ran, everyone asked me if I was going to, if I would vote for the speaker, for the speaker of the house as a, as a, as a, uh, Dem who is grateful for the fact that we are a blue state in a sea of red. A lot of that also had to do with, with Michael Madigan. It simply did, you know, and the way he ran the, the Democratic Party of Illinois and made sure that the legislation that was important to us, uh, was prioritized and passed. Uh, on the other hand, it's, it is, uh, uh, startling to see how many Democrats just look the other way for decades. Well, and how many Democrats now are statist and not statist, but are, are corporate Democrats, you know? Yes, and, uh, that's a good point. And that's where the shame settles in is that, you know, the will of the people representing the, the people in your district or in the people of Illinois, and they're not doing it. And uh, those who aren't, you know, we were talking to, um, was it Dave earlier and said, yeah, vote them out. That's not just right, and it's not just school board. Yeah, although it's this just keeps happening. Right down line. If, yeah, yep. it's, it stinks. Well, I've got to run. I thank you so much, Scott. What? I, uh, I, 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 I will. We will not be joining uh, each other on uh, uh, on Monday. No, you're um, going to be healing. Although I'll try. Maybe I'll Ooh. see if I I can start whiskey and cookie for you guys and just sort of lay back in my recliner while we do that on Friday. So we'll see. <laughs> Oxycodone and a cookie. <laughs> 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 Find Scott at GoComics.com. You can follow him on Twitter, Scott Stantis, as well as the Chicago Tribune and Daily Chicago, the Dallas Daily News. Thank you so much, Scott. Morning News. Dallas oh, morning news. I knew I got it wrong. Morning News. I got it wrong every single time the show and you didn't correct me. It was right it's okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for mentioning it. Have a good night. Thank you, Paul. Not, my my crew's up next with Devil's Advocate. Bye, everybody. Thank you. <laughs>